You're watching the COP TV, the voice of football's most famous stand. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, the Cop TV. Uh, welcome back to the Cop TV Hot Copics episode number 68. Woo! Don't be surprised. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you see this face. I'm not Alex. I'm Alex Maid. He's on holiday now. He's enjoying his time on uh, in Tenerife, in Spain. I'm, I'm try. I will try to to be the best pre presenter to be the best host this uh, day. And we've got a special guest today. Of course, anybody knows who is it. It's one of the best musicians in Liverpool. Ooh, uh, I will say Messi side, why not? Yeah, all the country if you want. Exactly. Kio! What's happening? How are you, my friend? I'm good, you know, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm feeling good. How was your weekend, your week? It was good. It was release day on Friday, as we'll probably get on to in a minute. But um, so I've, been, I've been basking in my own glory all weekend, mate, yeah. <laughs> So on, let's say on 24th of March, the new single of uh, Kyo and is uh, happy to lose my mind. Yep, it's been released. And uh, how was the first days? Good. It was good, mate. Yeah, it was good. It flirted with the um, alternative charts. Like I say, it was a self-release. This one, there's no label. It's still all just me, all done in house. So it's nervous when you do it like that. Um, but it went well. It's been listened to in countries all over the world. It's. People are messaging saying they love it, and that's all I want. If one person likes it, mate, if one person says that song rings through to me, I like that song, it, it reminds me of this, it makes me feel that, then job done. So I mean, I'm, I'm loving it like you. Yeah. It's emotional, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's preview it, let's preview it. So you can stream it on all your streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, all that sort of gear, whatever your, whatever your preference is, whatever your politics is. And um, you can buy it on iTunes if you want to support it further. But yeah, just listen to it. And most importantly, let me know what you think. Never mind like the numbers and stuff like that, streaming numbers. Just tell me what you think and whether you like it. And, you know, next one's coming soon. Absolutely, mates. We wish you the best luck possible and follow these lads, Q Music on Instagram, on Spotify, Facebook, everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. be honest, I'm taking a bit of the glory. I never took the actual photo. I, I, I trusted someone who had a very good camera and a good eye for that. And the rest of it is I've had a few late nights up till three and four in the morning, learning how to animate and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's a DIY release and it's. Um, that gives it gives it a bit of character, doesn't it, lads? Gives it a bit of character. But yeah, it's um, I say it's gone well. But um, to get it further, add it to your playlists, add it to you know your playlist on Spotify and Apple Music, and share it, and that tells tells the algorithm gods that people actually like the track and gives it to more people to listen to. And before you know it, I'm driving around in a big limo playing Wembley. <laughs> hopefully matey hopefully so guys there we go uh, let's go with the hot copies for tonight ah before we go with the hot copies i want to say something uh, about my original country so i've been one week in bulgaria uh, to holiday of course with my family and uh, i was like surprised in the good way that uh I saw a lot of Liverpool shirts, a lot of Liverpool hoodies, track suites around the around the uh, you know the Sofia is the capital of Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for like three four days, and I was really surprised how how much 
People in Bulgaria love Liverpool, mate. Have we got bigger over the years, do you reckon? Eh, absolutely, because... I, I, went, I went to Bulgaria when I was a kid, probably when? Year, 2000 and, 2001, Sunny Beach. Sunny Beach. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I went there on a, on, a, on a family on a family holiday. It wasn't very family-orientated, that was all, like, it was off its head. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go now, after 20 years, yeah. Sunny Beach is even better. Is it, yeah. So well, it was good, we had a great laugh, but um, I can't remember seeing many Liverpool kits about it. I can't remember Liverpool being that big in Bulgaria, but you've got to remember, this is prior to 2005, and Liverpool winning European exactly. Cups and leagues and getting clopping. So would you say it's, we're bigger over there now than we used to be? Absolutely, absolutely. The community of Liverpool supporters in Bulgaria is massive. I'm part of a couple of like uh, uh, Facebook groups. Um, they are like 1,000 or 1,000 people, like really, fifteen yeah. to 18,000. And it's, it's incredible because, you know, it's... Uh, I started to support Liverpool when I was in Bulgaria in yeah. 1997. And the, the Premier League in Bulgaria, it's, you know, people follow the, the Premier League more than the Bulgarian League. Anyone in Bulgaria, they 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 have a an English team, an English team, yeah. and they follow it, of course, like Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea. That's the team they they follow, they support, and it's you know it's it was nice when I was we went to the to the zoo with my family and mate, trust me, around like between ten and fifteen people with Liverpool stuff, and one of them incredibly came to me and recognized me and say. Shut up. Yes, Mario, I, I, I swear, but I couldn't believe I say you are Mario, Liverpool supporter. I was like shocked. I was like, yes, I am, but how do you know me? I'm, you know, I'm a humble lad. I'm very like, you know, these these things make me like feel shy. And he say, we follow you. We know that uh, we know your story. You are a Liverpool supporter from long time. You moved to Liverpool uh, because of your love for the team, stuff like that. And he shocked me. Then we talk about the team, stuff like that. And they told me we wish. You know, most of the people in Bulgaria, they never been to Anfield. Yeah. They never been to Anfield for different reasons because, you know, in Bulgaria, it's not one of the richest countries in the world. So people struggling at the end of the month to pay bills, to pay rent, stuff like this. And coming to Liverpool is a, it's a big spending. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's not cheap. So for them, Liverpool is like a, like a dream. Mm. Same like was for, 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 for myself before I came here. So it was nice to talk with this family. And uh, I gave them my number if they want some tickets in, in a, you know, in future stuff like this. It was nice to talk about Liverpool. And, you know, I was very, very good impressed about this incredible love and passion the Bulgarians, they have for Liverpool. Sure. And uh, it's something that I'm proud, proud. I'm born in Bulgaria and I'm proud of this. Were so. you born in Sofia? I'm born in Vidin. Vidin is... Uh, like uh, three hours by car from Sofia, okay. next uh, to Rum Romania. Is there a big, you say there's a big Liverpool following in Sofia? Yes, the yes. supporters club. It, we are, we've got, I'm part as well of this supporters club. We are a thousand people. So mate. what you're saying is, Mario, we should go out to Bulgaria and do a show in Bulgaria? Liverpool I think, show. man, I think it's a great idea because a lot of people who follow Liverpool, they love Jamie Webster and yeah. you are the successor of Jamie Webster. Yeah, the <laughs> I wish you the same success, lad. So, so one let's day... Out, yeah, let's get out to Bulgaria. If lad. you go to Sofia, we can do mm. like five, 6,000 people. Yeah. Jungle, Seriously. Jungle is massive, says, my half fella bought a house in Bulgaria and the builders he hired started selling Class A's from the premises and got it seized by the Bulgarian government. <laughs> wow. Is that your, is that your son, is it, Mario? <laughs> Guys, tell us in the comments uh, if you've been to Bulgaria, what do you think about the country? Because after this holiday, I have to say, I feel more Bulgarian than the past. So, <laughs> Jungle is massive there. What colours me been? Don't worry, lad. It's purple. It's purple <laughs> as it comes. I'm born in Walton and I live in up the road in town now. So 
I've got a purple bin so you can um, <laughs> you can sleep tonight now. <laughs> okay, so um, let's go to the hot copies. The hot copies. So Alex sent me yesterday a very interesting interview from uh, Eli Holland's dad uh, on the Norway telly. Basically, he says that um, okay. So Man City has a partnership with the hospital in Barcelona. So he has been there for further checks and treatment. Now he has been in Barbella for a couple of days uh, with the physio uh, from the club. Firstly, I'm not a doctor. And secondly, I think it's touch and go. Yes, you can't just go two weeks without training and then jump right in the fight. There must be a progression there. So what he what he's saying, basically he's saying that Ellie Holland is not going to play in the massive clash against us in uh, on Saturday. And uh, I think it's, uh, of course, from Liverpool point of view, it's some massive news uh, because Eddie Holland is the man who scored almost 40 goals this season. How many goals he scored? 40, 45? I'm not doing all the exact numbers because as soon as he started banging them in on the opening week, I just stopped taking notice of him because it was doing me head and how good he looked. But um, yeah, if he's not playing on, on the weekend, it's massive for us. I mean... Obviously, Liverpool have, have been up and down this season. We don't know what Liverpool team are going to get. But if it, it helps if some of Man City's best players aren't playing, definitely. And it's a game that we've got to win, lads. Like, I mean, we said we say this every week, do you know what I mean? Like this, I it, We've got to win this game. We've got to win this game. But we're out the European Cup now. And the only way back in it is finishing fourth. So we've got to, we've got to put a run of wins together and we've got to start on, on the weekend. And we've got like three massive games in, in a row yeah. in one week. So, you know, in the big games, Liverpool always gives something extra. I don't know why this season is, is this is our, you know, one of our problems this season because against the big teams, we play perfectly, we we uh, we score, we, we win the games. And then against the, the small teams, we, we lost that kind of focus. But... I think this is can this is the, the this uh, kind of uh, uh, inconsistency like is the, the 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 main problem this season, uh, and of course uh, Holland is not gonna play not hundred percent but he's not gonna play the next game so uh, it's 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 massive massive news for Liverpool, and uh, but we've got some injuries as well. I read this morning that Thiago Alcantara is not gonna be fit against City, and he's gonna miss another probably like three four weeks hip problem so. Hopefully we're three nil up by then. Yeah. <laughs> I still wouldn't trust it to be honest. Fifteen minutes is plenty of time for him to score three goals, isn't it? But um, I say it is good news if he's if, if he's not playing. If City got any of their main stars out, but first of all, we need to focus on ourselves and we need to focus on turning up and, and not looking like the mess we've looked at like in, in recent weeks. I mean, we talk about consistency. That Real Madrid game is the perfect example at Anfield. When Nunes scored, great, great move, great little flick. I thought I didn't expect to start with 2-0 up. I think we're flying, we're flying. End up losing the game 5-2, lad. So we've got to we've got to make sure the right Liverpool team turn up and, and turn up for 90 minutes because it's all well and good. You don't put a, a good 20 minutes in. But we've got to we've got to dig deep for 90 minutes because otherwise City will open you up. It's going to be a massive, massive game, mate. And especially this season, we played probably four or five times in the kickoff in, uh, on Saturday, half past 12. And if you remember, we lost all of them. Probably we drew against uh, Chelsea two months ago. And I, I, th I know it doesn't mean nothing. I mean, playing like Saturday, half past 12 doesn't mean nothing. But this season, we're struggling even for yeah, this, no, you know. 
We but, do you big time, like yeah. I don't, don't really know. We got to say we got the numbers for that, but because uh, I don't know the, if there's anyone else know the exact yeah. stats this season when we play. Because I've seen something recently when we play at half twelve, we just cannot win. We play Fulham, especially on the road as well. Fulham, Chelsea, yeah, Fulham, yeah. Fulham, the first game of the season, yeah. two two. Chelsea, uh, who else? Uh, I don't remember. Well, someone, someone will be a starter in the comments, like because I'm always yeah. half cup and Liverpool. If you have the stats <laughs> of our game half past twelve, just. Well, anyway, I know it's comments. not good. Uh, that's the point I'm trying to make. I know it's not good, so we need. But I say we need our luck to change, don't we? We need our luck to change, and and we're the only ones who can change it. So has anyone got the, got the facts here? No. And by Shetich and Thiago Alcantara, I think they're not gonna play the rest of the season. It's big miss because Bajetic was our Bajetic best player. Bajetic is injured for the rest of the season as yes. well. And good for him. He looked great, didn't he? I mean, it, it mean, only player. bodes well because, like I said, now when we're, we're out of the cup competitions and we've and we've probably should have a squad that can that can play ten games in the league. Look forward to seeing him next season. I really, I, I really, really do. I think he was probably, arguably, our best midfielder at the time this season. He was only an eighteen-year-old lad who got thrown in at the deep end and he and he swam, didn't he? He, he, he literally did. So, so yeah. Let's read these comments uh, from Jungle is Massive. Today, Jungle is Massive is so, so active. Will Kio play Sound City in the summer? If it do, it'll be a late announcement. At the minute, Jungle is Massive, what I'm doing is I'm working with a live band, switching from me on the acoustic to me with a, a full live band set up, and I'll be gigging from around May, which is around Sound City time, but there's nothing confirmed yet. If it do, it'll be late, um, but there will be a gig announcement coming soon for, for May. So keep your eyes posted. Yeah, that's perfect. So um, let's read another comment. Uh, yeah, this season, mate, we yeah we have beaten uh, Man City many times. Let's do the double over them. I mean, we beat them in the again in Leicester in the Community Shield. Then we beat them one 0 in Anfield, and uh, the last like few games we have like big luck against them. Yeah. And of course, Man City for me, Man City. It's the biggest Liverpool rival in the last five years because how many times we, you know, we 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 battle for the for the title, it, not in the Champions League, of course. We played just once in the Champions League, 2018, and you remember what happened? Them. We, we beat them three 0 yeah. and then two one uh, away. So, it, but in Premier League, Man City is, is our, you know, our enemy. Let's say enemy in the last years. Yeah, I mean, City are the best team. Other, other than us in world football in recent years. I mean, I argue, City fans will argue they've been better than us in world football in recent years. I'll say no, because we, went, we won the European Cup and the European Cup for me is the pinnacle. But if you ask me, out of all the teams, Real Madrid are probably the only the only um, anomaly here, but who would you hate to play against most? It's it's Man City. I mean, I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't enjoy it. They're just the... the, the the quick, the strong, the grind you down. I say we've had joy against them as well. So I'm not, I'm not. This isn't coming from fear of losing or I've had bad, like, loads of bad experiences playing Man City. Like we went the Etihad loads of times and we've got results and we come to Anfield and we, and we've got results. But they are so, they are really, really good. I know they haven't been great this year and 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 the title races hasn't hasn't been a, a foregone conclusion. It normally is, but. They've still got eyes on Arsenal. There, they still up there, still up the backsides of Arsenal. So they're not coming to Anfield just for you know for a day out there. They're going to come and try and punish us on, on Saturday. No, we play away. Oh, sorry, yeah, Score prediction for that game on Saturday um, and score prediction, guys. Let us know in the comments what do you think about the Saturday game against City. I'm going to be positive, lads. I'm going to say Liverpool, a Liverpool one 0 Darwin Nunes. Wow, wow, that's great. Take that, won't we? Absolutely, and I'm going to say exactly the same result 
and exactly the same score. Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, lads. Two, uh, one I'm nil. doing a bet now. Darwin Nunes. But I'm not pretty sure. I think he's injured. He missed the, the, the games with Uruguay. I'm not pretty sure what's the situation with him, but he missed the games. I thought we had loads of injuries coming back. You've wrote half the team off here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Darby Nunes, uh, then, of course, Thiago Alcantara, Bacetic, they are probably yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they finished the season. But Nunes, he didn't play for mm. Uruguay. So, I'm not sure of, no, you know why? He had the injury against Newcastle on the shoulder. That's cool. Then yeah. he played against Real Madrid with like like injection stuff like this. I'm not pretty sure. So he missed the the um, the national the national games because of that injury. Hopefully now he's recovered. Like you know, after two weeks he's fit, he's okay, and we need him. And for me, that with units is, it's it's that player that we see we saw just 15 to 20 percent this season of his capacity of his possibility. Next season he's gonna be like no, I'm not gonna say like Holland like 50 goals. Well, at least uh, he's going to be mustered next year. He's going to be mustered next year. Absolutely. Do we know where Diaz is at? I mean, I know he's close. It's very close, Diaz. Do you reckon he's going to be in the squad the weekends? Probably he's going to play 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Probably. It's good news having Diaz back. Oh. Good news. Okay. Let's go through these. 3 1 1 3 to Liverpool. I'm pretty confident. I think exactly the same. Uh, Okay, then uh, three draws and two losses in the league for Harper. Yeah, three draws and two oh, Okay, there's, there's the fact there. Three in draws the and two losses. I mean, that's well, that's not great. Is we play five no. times at half twelve and we haven't won. We, ne we never, we haven't won this season at half past twelve. So now's the time to change that, Kazi, mate. Um, thanks for giving me the info there because I knew it wasn't great. Just made me a little bit more nervous. I don't know what's going on or whether they can't get out of bed or they need to they've change whether they're, whether they're having for the brecchi or something, but they need to get up an hour earlier. Clocks are going forward now, I suppose. That might help. But um, hopefully that changes this weekend. Hopefully, yeah. This is the perfect time and the perfect game to change this kind of... Uh, uh... It's 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 crazy. It's so strange that we can win a game in the early kickoff. It's so strange for me. I remember in the past I used to love the games at half past twelve on Saturday, but now I hate it. I don't know why. So uh, let's read some of uh, more of the comments. You near Liverpool. MKH is pretty confident like us. One one draw for me. Could happen. One one. I mean, it's a likely outcome the draw, isn't it? In 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 terms of you know Liverpool are going to turn up trying to get a big result. City are chasing the title. A draw is not, but it's just no good for us, lads. It's just no good for us. I mean, again, I haven't looked at the table since the international break, but I know for a fact we've got a lot of a lot of points to gain up if we're going to get if we're going to get to fourth. So I mean, do you know exactly what how many points it is now? Or fourth is it is it seven eight? Uh, yeah, so seven what, seven what? points seven points. Um, two or three wins on the bounce and if results go our way we're back in there but if we get beat at the weekend and, and results don't go our way elsewhere it could be curtains for the top four like so it's it's massive that we win this weekend like for me personally draw draw isn't it um, an embarrassing result but it just does us no favors in, in in the race for fourth i think my personal opinion uh about the top four I taught them they, they can do it, mate. They they just uh, sucked yesterday, Conte. Yeah, I mean, that's good Without, for us. That's crazy. I think, in my point of view, that's crazy. The way he's been sucked, it's crazy. Because... It's almost as if you can't come out, slag your players off, slag your fans off, but slag your boss off, isn't it? That's the truth, bro. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's something that is... You know, I know Antonio Conte. I mean, I know Antonio Conte. He's Italian. I know uh, how uh, the kind of manager, the kind of character he is. And he's a straight man. 
if I have problem with you, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna say to you in the face. So I think he says something absolutely right about the team. Why Tottenham Hotspur? They are so unsuccessful in the last 20, 25 years because of that mentality. And he went there to change that mentality of the players, of the club, of the of the owners as well, of the board. And he said the truth. Some of the players they are they are selfish. They they you know is let's look at Klopp as a comparison. No, Liverpool have been awful this year. Liverpool have been. They haven't scored as many goals as they normally do. They haven't looked like they haven't looked as hungry. We've been embarrassed in games. We've conceded lots of goals in games. I've not seen Klopp come out and say, "My team looks crap. My midfield looks crap. My owners aren't backing me." I'm moan. If you done that, I, I guarantee you, we'd end up going backwards quicker than we go forwards. And although Conte is a straight man, and what he's saying is probably right, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd be preferring if he said it to the players in the dressing room over than to millions of people in a press conference. Because, like I say, if Klopp come out and said, our midfield is, it's terrible. We need we need a whole new midfield. What happens for the remainder of the season? You're getting nothing out of that midfield. You're getting nothing out of it. And I think that's probably why Tottenham have pulled the plug, because he come out and and, and he's, he's probably gone too far and crossed the line. He's slagging players off, fans off, managers off, owners off. I don't get me wrong, I agree with them. Tottenham have been crap and, and, and they absolutely bottle it in cup competitions and the mentality there needs to change, but you've been brought in to change it, not just talk about changing it. So I think that's I, I think that's where um, why he's been sacked. And I, I, I compare it to Klopp. If Klopp come out and done and done that, I, I think But we can't do it because we had a lot of success the last years. Yeah. He can't say something like that because it's not true if he said that we had the... Yeah, of course. I mean, we had a massive success in the last five years. We won every single trophy. Mm-hmm. And if you say something like that, I, I understand your point of view, but Klopp can't do like this because this is not the reality. Um, <clears throat> the reality in Tottenham is, is like that. So yeah. Conte, for me, it's right. Probably... You say it's better if he say all this stuff to the players in the dressing room, like... Or fix it. That's his job. Or fix it. Fix it. But Don't he just needs... moan about it. If, if the players aren't pulling the weight, then it's your job to pull the weight. If the mentality's not there, it's your job to install that mentality within the players. Just come out and just say, past 20 years, they, they, you know, they bottled this, they bottled that. It's your job to change it. The reason why you bought in is to change it. So, yeah, I'd be a little bit, like, frustrated if I was a Tottenham fan. I'd also be a little bit gutted because I do know he's a good manager as well. That's he's a very good manager. I don't like his style of play because he's very defensive and he likes the contra-attacks. Bo, he's very good man. He's that kind of um, of manager he wants. It's, it's like, um, I want to decide everything in a team. When I come to the team, I, I need to decide yeah. everything. Old school. Old school, exactly. So I respect him for what he said because he said the truth. But from other point of view, if I was a Tottenham fan, probably I will think, yeah, it's better than if we sacked him because he, he can't speak in public, uh, stuff like this. Very similar situation with Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. in Man United with that interview. So for me, I want to say that for me, Tottenham, after this interview, after all the situation with Conte, they're not going to you know, fight for the top four. It's good, I say it's good news for us, isn't it? Because Absolutely, exactly. In- instability at Tottenham at the minute is exactly what we what we need to capitalise on. Who do you reckon they'll go for? Is the tour, who's, who's the favourite? Do you know who the favourite is to go in at Tottenham? Mm, so uh, Tuchel went to uh, Bayern. Bayern is at Bayern, isn't he? The I think Nagelsmann. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not the. I like him. Mm. I don't know why Bayern Munich they suck him like this. Yeah. This is this is crazy. This is shocking news. He just beat uh, PSG in, in in the Champions League. He is, I think, one point behind Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Are you suck him? Why? 
this is crazy this season about i don't know you know the the the, the way of uh, of manage um in Bayern Munich the way they 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 i don't know it's, it's so sometimes i don't understand how it's possible that you suck a manager like this uh, without any reason because i can see not like big reason to to be you know to to suck uh, Nagelsmann. so i think he's a good manager he's mm -hmm. very young he's 987 he's two years older than me <laughs> So I think one day he's going to be a manager in the Premier League. Probably not now with Tottenham, yeah. but one day probably because for me he's a very good manager. So another comment from Jungle is massive. We're gonna, uh, we are doing a massive spot to you, my mate, today. So when you do something like that in the media, people don't realize... Don't realize it affects the whole brand of Spurs sponsors. Aren't going to be happy, etc. It's technical bringing uh, the club into... This yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if I agree, but for me, Conte was right, absolutely. He's right. It's probably why it's gone too far. Once you, like I say, once you can, you're publicly slaughtering your, your, your employers and, and your colleagues and the mentality around the whole business and, and well, the club not use the same business, but I'm trying to put it into normal job, uh, context of a normal job. Anybody else who comes out and says, yeah, Fellas who are working with me are a crap out and pulling me away. I can't stand me, boss. I hate the company. I, you're not going to last five minutes, are you? And I, even if you think that, you, you, you don't say it. So to come out in a public press conference and say that, that's why Daniel Levy pulled the plug um, because he is bringing Spurs into this into dispute when they've got a brand new ground and they're supposed to be kicking on and you've got this fella who's saying these aren't kicking on at all. These All these are bothered about just finishing in the top four. Nobody's actually bothered about winning anything. Now, Again, he's right. That's the problem he got here. He's right, but the style of management just obviously isn't a fit for Tottenham. Again, if I was a Tottenham fan, I'd want him to be screaming that behind the scenes, screaming at Daniel Levy behind the scenes. You need to turn this club into winners. But he hasn't gone down that road. He's, he's given it a few months. He's tried to say the right things. They haven't responded. And he spat his dummy out and said, well, this club just aren't winners. If I say if Klopp's done that, if Klopp come in after not winning the title for 27 years and after 12 months said, this team just doesn't want to win the league. What, imagine what we'd have all said. Would I know. I know. Go Wait, then. What are you doing? Go and then? find me someone who can. Do you know what I, I mean? Know, because I we're know. going to win it. And if it's not you, it's going to be someone else. Not just oh yeah, the fan. It's the fans' fault. It's the anyone but me. So that's what that's why it's happened. Like, but so I'm not that bothered really because I don't really care about Tottenham that much. Exactly. So let's say the hot topics now. Uh, let's talk about the the last England uh, the England game. Not we, we don't care about the national team, of course. But let's I only say... watch the interview at the end anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The interview after the game, for my point of view, it was a little bit like romantic because probably we saw two of the you know uh, one of the definitely the biggest Liverpool legend all time. And probably the new Liverpool player. Why not? Bellingham and Gerrard. I'm not tempting fate, lad. What's the interview, I'm, mate? If we if we if we don't if we don't get him now, like the Never. egg, the egg, I, the, I don't know whether you're familiar with the expression egg on your chin. The egg on our chin, mate, will be. <laughs> Oh, we need a big napkin to get that off if we don't get him now, like I'm telling you, because everybody <laughs> is just convinced. Everybody is like, there's people meeting him outside England hotels, signing Liverpool shirts with him, and you know, Kiwa, I have a. You I better a, get him, lad. You know, because if we don't, like, I have a sensation inside myself, like um, everything is done. Well, I think that it's like well, I'm open now, exactly. Because <laughs> if it's not, everything is done. Everything is done behind the scenes. All they are doing is very, very close to be done. And all of these pictures on, on the socials with trends, you know, it's a stupid thing. They are This made. is what I'm saying. He's but either winding us up or it's done. There is something <laughs> true about all of this because, come on, how many players in the, in the national English team? 25 players, and he's always next to 
Trent yeah. and Henderson. I mean, we are a little bit dreamer as a Liverpool supporters and we want this player more than anything. That's true. But, you know, mate, I have this sensation, probably I'm wrong, that, you know, the for example, the picture with Trent and uh, Bellingham in the uh, Chris Brown concert in London, it's a stupid picture. It's just, you know, a picture between two big players in the Premier League yep. because uh, between the two mates. But there is something inside. There is something behind the scenes. That's, you know, even the picture the, on, on Instagram, Henderson, after the game with, with Bellingham, they, you know, they just recovering after the game. There is something true behind the scenes. You agree with Fo me? Football's a little bit different these days because you do see Man City players going on with Man United players. You see Liverpool players knocking about with Man United players. That never used to be the case. So exactly. you can read a little bit too much into it. However, what what leads me to think it's done more than anything, more than the photos of the Chris Brown concerts or the, <laughs> or the Mangum Round in, in the restaurant in England saying is the fact that we haven't signed a midfielder in ages, like ages. Four and a half years. Ages, lad. And we... And we we had the, we needed it in in the January transfer window just gone. We needed it. We needed one in the summer. We needed one the window before. We needed one when Ronaldo left, and it it hasn't come in. And we know that Klopp likes to wait for his man if he has a target, a number one target. He's done it with Allison. He's done it with Van Dijk. Yeah. So if that's the main target, and he's happy to wait for him, that's what makes me think we might it might have stopped us making other signings in, in the summer. It better have be that because if it's not, then we're going to have a situation on our hands in the summer where the fans and the ownership of the club are going to start drifting. There's going to be people who are really, really unhappy at the amount of funds spent. There's going to be people really unhappy the fact that we got to the top of football and we didn't bring in world-class players. So the, and I think they know that. Surely they know that. Surely the, the the club know that. The only problem is now we don't finish in the top four. But you're Jude Bellingham, Real Madrid. I know there's reports Real Madrid aren't, aren't signing anyone big, but if you're Real Madrid and you see right there's 450, 500 grand a week. We've just won the European Cup two years on the bounce or, or whatever. Do you want to come play for us in midfield with Modric and Tushimani? Ah, uh, it's tough. It's really tough. So, hang on a minute, no, because. Mario and Keogh were saying on a podcast in Liverpool that, you know, they really love him to come to Liverpool and never wanted, like, he's our perfect... What's, what difference does that make? Do you know what I mean? We need to be in the Champions League and we need to be performing at the top level. Otherwise, there's going to be a little bit of nerves going around that transfer. However, let's go back to the interview, lad. The way he looks at Gerrard and the way he says uh, exactly. the, the teams he plays for and stuff like I that. I agree with, with Steven Gerrard when he said that he's at better. the age of 19... Jude uh, Steven Gerrard wasn't that good like Bellingham now. He wasn't. 24, he got there, didn't he, in 2004, 2005? 2003, 4, yeah. Yeah, like, and, and when Gerrard took over the captaincy at Liverpool, yeah. I'd agree with Gerrard. He looks, he looks bigger, he looks stronger, he yes. looks more physical, he looks more mature. He's scoring goals for fun in the Champions League at the highest level. He's perfect for us, lad. But like I say, I need to be I need to be a little bit cautious about how much you go down that Jude Bellingham role because if we don't sign him, lads, and we or, if we, or something happens and we finish fifth by out, we don't. And Bellingham says, "I'm going to play Champions League football." What you're on about? I'm the best midfielder in Europe. Everyone's gonna go. Well, what about this big love affair that we've been having online for the past six months? <laughs> Doesn't make a difference. So, so yeah, let's get like, let's get in the camp that he's coming and let's um, be positive because he like he quite clearly has an admiration for for Gerard. And that's obviously come through watching Liverpool. The way he was talking to Gerard yesterday or the day before, sorry, you have all... And, and he said to Gerard, you are my idol. You've yeah. always been my idol. So it's, you and know... And the way he said, you know, the teams you played for, and that, that means Liverpool, doesn't it? So, yeah, that's, that's good. Let me run my accent, the teams you played for. 
Um, so yeah, let's get him in, lad. Let's get him in. But it's not like, that's just, the problem is, lad. Like, I mean, getting deeper. Yeah, but at the start of the season, when things weren't going too great and the performances didn't look a bit flat in midfield, <clears throat> it was Bellingham, 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 Bellingham. I fix it. You give me Bellingham now, and sign nobody else. We I don't. Agree. We don't. We don't start next season the way we should. It's it and. If you go bringing in five, six, seven players, then all of a sudden you get an intelligence of we don't want to change that much. Every time Liverpool in history, remember that summer we brought in about 11 transfers under Rodgers or something like that, and we just looked all over the place. You don't bring, like, big changes don't necessarily always mean, you know, big performances in the season after. Absolutely. So we need to be very, very careful. And I think if it, I, I, people probably want to kick off here because they want to spend loads of money, but I think we're going to be, be signing a few free transfers. I think that if we're going to spend £150 million on a midfielder in Bellingham or whatever it may be, I don't think we're going to see an £100 million centre-half come in or, a, or the £100 million right-back or the £100 million centre-forward to replace, replace Firmino. What's the most we've ever spent in a summer? What's the most we've ever spent in a summer? 170, yeah, is it? We spent, we spent for the, the last va- summer, you no, mean? No, in, in a, any, any transfer any window, summer, I'd say, uh, is it the Van Dyke and Alisson one? But we didn't spend I know, nothing. but that's exactly. So we, we, spent, spend. we actually spent 150 million quid, but we got about yes. 140 in for Coutinho. From Coutinho. So, the mo- but let's forget what we got in. The most we've ever actually spent is 170 million pounds. 170 in, million in one, in one window, right? In one window. So to beat that, you're looking at a yeah. 200 million pound window. How much further than £200 million would they ever actually go? So do you expect them to double the records transfer summer? I don't. I expect to see around around that, if not a little bit more. And if Bellingham's going to take up £150 million quid of it, then we're going to see a few like cheaper players and deals come in. Just hope we get them right. For example, the the, um, the comment of Chris on his cow's beard, he say, I'd move Adrian Gomez, Matip Jones, Milner, Henderson, Ox, Keita Firmino, Fabinho, Arthur, Jota, and appoint a new captain. I mean, I agree with him from some of these players. We need to get rid of it, of course. Not all of them. For example, I want to keep, of course, the Jota, Thiago Alcantara, Henderson. I want to keep it yeah, as well. Yeah, I keep, I keep Jota, but there's an interesting point to talk what, about Jota, isn't he? What team? do you think? How much money we can make with all these like, uh, players that we're going to sell? How much? Well, let's have a look at reckon? that there. Firmino's out of contract. He's not making okay, any money. Exactly. Arthur's not making any money. Obviously, Chamber's not making any money. Henderson's 31 now. Probably not going to get moved on. He'll be kept at the club probably anyway. With, with Gomez. Milner we... might end up being a coach or something. He's no money. Gomez, okay, you might get a few quid from him. Adrian, you get no money. There's no money in that list. There's no money in that There's list. no money in that list at all. So that's what I'm trying to say. If we're going to try and lay out and bring in five, six, seven world-class players, we're not getting the money in because the players that are leaving, like there might be a big wage bill there. The wage bill's massive, isn't it? But that's that's still not enough to go splashing on transfers. But the point is making about Jota. By the way, I would not move Jota on because I think no Jota, no. He, he's he, gonna, he needs he's he gonna definitely stay. needs time. But he hasn't scored in about thirty games. The last game of Diogo Jota, it's not good enough. Ha, do do you remember? Goal, do you remember the last game? He scored. He scored. No, I can't remember exactly when it was, but it's a while ago. Guys, do you remember the last Someone, time Diogo Jota scored for Liverpool? You can tell how much I just I just don't think anymore. I just go to Google when I'm watching <laughs> a match, but I just go like that. When's the last time Jota scored? But and he's scary. When, I, when I've got to use my own head, I can't even think. But genuinely, he hasn't scored in, in about, I think it's about 28, 29 games. Or this one goal season, in about 28, 29 games. He haven't scored this season. So I'm not saying move him on, but it's an area that we need to start addressing. Jota needs to start getting Man City goals. away. Man City away in April last year. We're talking about 11 months ago. Yeah, that was I don't know he's goal. had a big injury, don't get me wrong. Yeah, of but, course, twice. But still, lad, you, got, you come back in the team, he looks a little bit off the pace and stuff like that. So I wouldn't move him on, but again, this is what I'm talking about. The players coming in, 
it's not going to be wholesale wholesale changes. You can't just move on somebody who hasn't who hasn't had a good six months. And again, in that list there, Thiago, he, he can't you can't move him on as well. You can't move if you moved all them players on, we'd need about four or five hundred million pounds to spend this summer. I have the sensation, Kyo, uh, probably I'm wrong, but I have a bad sensation about I know that we're gonna spend money next summer. And we of course we hope in Bellingham. But because you say all these players no any money. Mm. We can't get any money from them. So I have the bad sensation. Hopefully I'm wrong that we're going to sell Mohamed Salah. Uh, again, it's, you know, we renew last, the, the, his contract last season because of we don't want to lose him, like, for free. For free, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And he gets that money because he's the best winger in the world and stuff like this. So I think if you want to get Bellingham, Mount, and I don't know, probably Mateos units and stuff like this, we will say goodbye to Mohamed Salah. Sure, I, can, yeah. I have this. I don't want it, but I have this bad sensation inside. What do you think about it? I think if you're FSG and you're putting a stake of the club up for sale, you don't sell its best assets. If you want to try and sell Liverpool as a project that can go on and, and, and compete and win leagues, you need the squad to be full of, of world-class players tied down to long-term deals. I think... The way it's balanced at the minute, the way the way the fans feel about not spending and not strengthening and kicking on from winning cups. If you put, well, it was nearly kicking off when he was going to leave, when he didn't sign the contract last summer. There's people fuming, thinking like, we need to sign, we need to sign, we need to sign him, and we did sign him. So I don't think he'll leave the summer. However, there's a reason that FSG tied him down to such a big long deal. I do think eventually you'll see Salah sold, try and recoup some of that. Massive wage bill that they'll spend, but I don't think it'll be this summer. I think you're looking a year, a year or two away from that. And be honest, Mario, I don't even want to think about it. Like, I know. I know. We, I know, I know, I know the whole know. team hasn't been fantastic this year, but you don't sell your best players. You keep your best players, you know what I mean? And, and Salah's definitely one of them. Like. I absolutely agree. But if you think on in 2017, 2018, when we sold Philippe Coutinho to Barcelona, he was our best player. Liverpool's done this through history. And after that... With uh, without Coutinho, we became even better. Yeah, but it happens to history, doesn't it? Every time Liverpool, so, Liverpool have never kept uh, their best players till the end of uh, of the ten. Yes, yeah. Keegan left, Daglish came in, and we've had we've had, we've seen Torres leave Michael before. Owen. Michael Owen leave. We've seen Torres leave. We've seen Suarez, Suarez leave. leave. We've seen they, they, Liverpool do move players on, but something changed didn't it when Klopp came in and we did and the reason why them players were always moved on was because there was somebody bigger or a little bit better coming in and sniffing around them with Chelsea took Torres offers and Real Madrid took Michael Owen offers when when, when Klopp uh, it's cliche that that doubt is to believers line once we came believers it was the mentality shifted about we are one of Europe's best and we need to act like one of Europe's and that's the reason why everybody wants to spend that's the reason why everyone wants to strengthen and bring in the best players because this time round we don't want to play that that underdog card that we had under Benitez, no, where Liverpool will steal something late. We never want to get back to that. We never want to go back to being the, the underdog who, 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 with the big history. We want to go back to winning games and winning trophies because nobody can get near us. Uh, definitely. I absolutely agree. For me, you know, people, some of the people, they they uh, saying about Gavi. Gavi is, you know, the Barcelona midfielder. He's uh, struggling to um, to renew his contract with Barcelona because some kind of I, I don't I don't understand which kind of problem they got. They can sign him. They can uh, Gavi. Gavi. They can give him a, like a long time contract uh, because he's he so young. I don't know, but he's an option. Yeah, 
if we don't get Bellingham. Definitely. For me, Bellingham, man, I agree with you. For me, Bellingham is the priority. I'm going to go for all in on him because he knows he's 19. He knows he's going to he's gonna be the best midfielder in the world in the, in the next 10 years. So I think if he's a clever, I hope he's a clever, he will say, look, I'm 19. I have the world on my feet. I'm going to go to Liverpool for the next four or five seasons. I'm going to be, a, you know, because the treatment Liverpool, the, the, you know, the, the love and the passion Liverpool supporters give you, no one in the world can give you. If you don't think about the money, because he's just 19, he's already rich. He doesn't need to think about the money at the moment. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to think about to make more money than he got. Because what he needs to think at the moment is how can I be like, how can I improve? How can I be better footballer than the last season? So I think he knows. He's English, first of all. And um, he knows with the club he can be the best because Cop now he, he knows how to manage with young players of that talent and the cop eh, all the supporters we can give a massive he's a special we can treat him as a special player that's what happened with Real Madrid Man City and Man United you know this I I, you know I, 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 I agree it's it's definitely a, a fantastic fit for him but again back to the point of Footballers want to win trophies. Of course, they want to earn big money. But if you can get the opportunity to earn big money and compete for the biggest trophies, then it's it's an offer that's going to be difficult to turn down. And again, I've said it a couple of times on this show, finishing in the Champions League for Liverpool and signing Bellingham, I think, is, is very, very, very important. Unless, as you said, it's already tied up and it's already done. And... <laughs> And I hope it is, but like if it's not, if it's, if at this point in time, genuinely nothing's nothing's done, it's massive that we get in the Champions League because although it's a great fit in the city and Klopp and this, this and this, Real Madrid will still develop him. Real Madrid will still give him trophies. Even yeah. with uh, they got uh, the, how his name Tukameni, uh, I, I I do Kamavinga. I, I think playing in that side. I think he'd look. He, I think he'd look great. Like I do. I don't but like, they don't give you I'd that. I'd hate to see Bellingham in Real Madrid. Kyo, they, they don't give you that love. Maybe you don't feel lost from, from the people. Maybe, but but again, I know for a fact once you once you're dominating in the Champions League, like he's done for Dortmund, and he's scoring big goals, and he's getting touted as one of Europe's best, it's going to be very very difficult to make a decision to drop out of the Champions League. It's going to be very difficult. But again, it's Jurgen Klopp, it's Liverpool, and we're going to finish in the Champions League spots, Mario. So we're not even discussing that. Absolutely. Finish, finish fourth, agree. and yeah. as soon as the as soon as the last day of the season, bring him out to Anfield or something. <laughs> Give it one of them. <laughs> I can't even think about it. So Cartsy says, what I don't understand is that people always say Bellingham will be as loved as Gerrard and Jude will carry LC to glory, but Gerrard never left after four years. Jude won't be as loved if he leaves. I agree with that. I mean, if he wins a European Cup in um, that way, in that way, then I'll, I'll um, I don't tell me wrong. I'll be go to the I'll go, go to the village. But this is the thing about players and them and and I sound like an alpha here, but the modern game, the romance isn't there anymore. And players, I mean, we're already talking about Haaland leaving Man City, aren't they? <laughs> in 2024, Real Madrid sniffing around. He's only on a short deal. I think gone are the days where you're going to see a player sign for a team and just stay there for for, for 10, 10, 15 years. I mean, it, it, we look at Sadio, for example, he won everything at Liverpool and he was off to Bayern Munich. He could have stayed there, he could have retired there, he could have done anything he wanted, but the, the game is just not like that anymore. One club players are, are rare, especially if, if you're winning trophies. I think it's actually 
it's more common for teams who don't win things to for players to last. But once players have won stuff and and and, and the, you know they they develop and they and they become best players in the league, top scorers and win medals, they move to new challenges. So I, I, let's not even go down that road about them leaving yet. Let's get them in first before we even talk about them leaving. Eh? Players like Paolo Maldini, like Alessandro Di Piero, Francesco Totti, Steven Gerrard, Ryan Giggs. They don't exist anymore for me. That was, for me, that was a different football, a different mentality. Uh, they were world-class players. Yeah. You say that. Uh, they were world-class players and they played the whole career for the for the, the same team. But I, I don't think in the in the modern football at the moment it's not possible to do anymore. Like, I just don't think, like I just don't think there's too much money in it. I, I, imagine going to a club and winning the, winning the league, winning the FA Cup, winning the, winning the League Cup, winning the Champions League and then someone says to you, right then, you're not from that city. You're not from that country. <laughs> We're gonna let you run your contract down. I'm gonna give you the three or four million quid, and you can come and do it again in this country. And you can have all the honors in Germany as well, all the honors in England. That's what players want. They want to. They want. They want a glittering career, don't they? So I'm not gonna go down the road about Bellingham leaving because as long as he comes in, I'll be happy. And if he comes in, I do think we'll improve. But it's not the be all and end all. Like I say, people are very, very obsessed with the Bellingham signing. And don't be wrong, I think about it quite a bit myself, but. It's not the fix. It's not the all. It's not to be all and end all. We've got to. We've got. We've got to sort out the players we've got. Out of the squad, we've got how many? Twenty-three players in the squad. Twenty-three man squad. How many of them are going to be here next year? You're looking 15, 16 players, yes. lads. So this idea that it's going to be wholesale changes, there might be, but you've still got to sort out 15, 16 players who are playing below par and the mentality has changed from where it was a couple of years ago. There's a job to fix in-house and just bringing in a 19-year-old wonder kid isn't going, to, isn't going to fix the fact that like John Gomez is making mistakes at the back or, to, or Trent's having a bit of a bad time at right back. I mean, I'm actually might do because you'll help Trent out. But you know what I'm trying to say, though? There's issues there that just aren't fixed by bringing in one player. So, um, first of all, first point of call is beating City at the Etihad on, on Absolutely. Saturday. This is the priority. So, let's read some of the comments about Bellingham, about all this situation. I guess it's easy to say from the outside, but Kyo is right. Loyalty, it's dying in the game. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, but... I don't. Of course, I wish that you know that kind of loyalty is it's still alive. But yeah. in the modern football, everything which matters is the money. Well, it just shows you Liverpool went on to be in 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 my eyes one of the best football teams of all time in that period a couple of years ago. And last summer we were talking about our two main players potentially leaving. Sadio went to Bayern Munich and Salah hadn't signed a deal because they wanted. So there's romance they wanted a, a dead new challenge. in there's romance dead in football, isn't it? Like you've got a you got one of. England's biggest club we've won every trophy we're going to make it the highest paid player and that still might not be enough that's proof romance is dead in football so the idea that you might sign Bellingham for the rest of his career no 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 uh, definitely get, get that out your head know what I mean yeah <laughs> absolutely no 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 if, if he comes he will come for three four five years maybe not for the whole career that's impossible no one is like Gerard that's for sure so uh, do you think that we have to get the proper right back to get healthy competition for Trent to stop him feel too comfortable. I absolutely agree with that. And I'm going to tell you something else. <laughs> I wish, I want to see Trent in the midfield. Meeting. Absolutely. You said that a few times, haven't you? Absolutely. But if you make this happen, we need to buy a, like a, a massive right back. A massive right back, like, like, a, like a good, like a massive player. 
a big player, not like a, you know uh, we bought from uh, a, from uh, Scotland, uh, Calvin Ramsey, young player. We don't know how he's gonna do. He got like two, three injuries. He's not playing. We need so someone who can really. I don't know which right back is available to come to Liverpool to play, and we can move Trent because for me Trent in that position, man, he gonna make 15 to 20 assists, and he gonna score probably like between five and ten goals in a season. I think that. Doesn't he do that now though? Now. From right back. Doesn't he get 15 to 20 assists now from right back? And this is the point I'm trying to make. Is exactly. Mario is, if it's not broke, well, people are going to say it is broke because he gets skinned sometimes at right back. But what he does going forward has changed football. There's no right back in history that is all left back who, who done what these do. And it revolutionised you know, full backs in the game and, and all this sort and all this sort of thing. And now the numbers that they've got are fantastic. I'd be more inclined to fixing the defensive shortcomings than I would be to try and find somebody who can come in and do everything Trent does going forward and sort out the few issues that he has in defending. Another thing is as well, our midfield is a gaping holes all season and you can see how Trent is, is exposed because he used to be covered by a Fabinho playing well. He used to be covered by a Wijnaldum. He used to be covered by a Henderson who had legs for 90 minutes. And everything comes down that side now and attacks Trent because they're like, there may be a weakness there. But genuinely, his, his stats going forward and what he does going forward outweigh the things at the back. And I'd be more inclined to fix them things by bringing maybe... Um, a, a centre half on his side that can have a, a midfielder that can can used to do what Genie done for him and cover him and stuff like that and allow him to play his game again because I think it's uh, when he when he plays well we're quieter about it compared to when he plays crap like at the minute we, we, we've set a bar there but Trent is a young kid who went on to to win everything at a young age and actually break assist records and and all these and all of a sudden it's like we need a new right back need a new right back you bring a new right back in. You kiss by to twenty goals, sorry, twenty assists a season. If he doesn't get that, then what? Do we change the way we play? Do we change left back as well? It just upsets it a little bit. I'd be more inclined to fix the defensive issues than it would be to just completely switch him at right back. So you you think we need another uh, defender, central defender? Yeah, yeah. absolutely agree. With yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, stuff for Joe because Gomez over we, the we years. We focus on all our problems is the midfield, which is true, but we need to fix the defensive as well because Joe Gomez, man. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, isn't it? Because I've stuck up for, him a little, for a few years, Joe Gomez. And when he used to be playing at right back, he used to say, it's not fair on him because he's not really a right back. He's a centre back. He's only young and all this. And now he's at a, he's at a peak age and he plays at centre back and he makes some crazy decisions. He looks nervous. Looks nervous. And that's the last thing we need. Like, exactly. When Liverpool are flying, that back four looks so comfy. He's not confident anymore in himself. His nerves. He's, his nerves. And he can solve this situation. All the time he plays every game, he doesn't give me that kind of, you know, uh, okay, today Van Dijk with uh, Joe Gomez. Okay, Joe Gomez is doing well. I'm feeling okay because he, you know, he's. I'm always worried when he plays. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't give me any confidence, mate, which is which is bad for the, for the man who, this is the eighth season with Liverpool, Joe Gomez. He came 2015. This is what I mean. It's got he to came at 18 on. years old. He didn't improve a lot. He should, he should. He, well, when he first came, he looked like, yeah, the, the room to improve yeah. and improve and improve and improve. But like I say, he's got to the age now where he should be, you know, starting every single game and dominating games as a centre-half. And he just, he seems nervous. He doesn't seem too confident in his own ability. Seems nervous to be the one that makes the mistake. And some of the decision-making has just been, decision-making has just been wild. But that's just not him, to be fair. I've seen that from Virgil and the full-backs as well. The defending this season has been whew, crazy, to say the least. 
you re- do you reckon this is a like a strange question? Do you reckon that Virgil is not the same player after that Everton injury? I'd be more inclined to say Virgil isn't the same player after winning every single trophy available. I think that's and it doesn't off Virgil. I think the issues with key players this season has been the hunger compared to two or three years ago. The hunger, there. I absolutely agree. Like, when we lost in Kiev, we come off the blocks the year after. And we got to 97 points and didn't win the title. We came off the blocks the year after. And the difference was there, there was always one trophy that they hadn't won yet. They hadn't won the league yet. They hadn't won the Europe. And this 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 time round, every trophy's in the cabinet. And it just seems to be that little thing missing, which is the hunger and the desire to... to and if things aren't going your way, we have to fix this in the next five minutes now. But it doesn't happen like that at the minute. It just seems a little bit... I agree. Going through the motions. I so I, I, that's what I'm saying about the mentality sh- needs to shift again. And that can only be... That can be but done why we lost that mentality from like five years ago? That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's... It's the same team, same manager, same players. But they've won everything and they're all, they're all 300 grand a week richer for the past five years. And maybe that <sighs> maybe that's a factor. Maybe they say the hunger just isn't there. And maybe that's why fresh faces are needed. Maybe they're tired. Maybe 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 other teams have got better. Maybe it's an off-season. I don't know, lad. I, I really don't know. But all I know is it's not good enough. But I can't just sit there and moan about it, can you? You've got to, you've got to get behind them, and we've got to go to the Etihad at the weekend, and we've got, we've got to make loads of noise and get behind them, and and and, and make sure that you know we come out of there with the, with the mindset of oh, we only got to win the next two, and, and all of a sudden we need to think game, game game by, yeah. by game because I think this is the this week who comes is probably the the most important week for the top four for Liverpool because we've got three massive games um everything depends of you know of these three games what's gonna happen for the top four so um we've got Saturday on uh, man City massive massive game and we did we need to support the lads stay next to them and we need to win mate okay guys uh, that was everything from us today I hope I've been a good hosting I never can replace Alex because Alex is the best but I just try to be you know to give my best thanks very much Kio for welcome, uh, your opinion for everything you say 99% I was agree with you everything almost uh, 1% I don't give you because otherwise it's too much but 99% is good thanks very much Kio to be in the cop TV today uh, and uh, guys it's been a pleasure thanks very much for everyone uh, we are 29700 just 300 missing to to reach the massive of uh, you know of three uh, 30000 followers so let's do it let's support the lads up the reds and let's mass city on saturday come on thanks for watching this video guys i hope you enjoyed it please guys don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the cup tv the voice of, of football's, football's most, most famous, famous stand, stand.